All right. You are tuned in to the Story Behind the Business podcast. My name is Leyland Diano, formerly known as Lenny Dico. <laughs> I am sitting here with Adam Bessie and Joel McDonald. And today we have Danielle from the Business Babes Collective. That is correct. Leyland, I was going to do the intro, but you did it. I'm sorry, man. I, I still get, you know, I've done 20 something of them now and I still get nervous every time. Really? Well, and... And I think the I think the proper the proper name is Van City Business Babes Collective or Well, we have so Business Babes Collective is like the overarching brand and then we have different chapters within each city. So you're okay, you're well, both right. Yeah. Why don't you why, why don't you break it down for us how how, how it operates? That's a perfect great sure. question. Natural segue. <laughs> sure. Great. So Business Babes Collective is our global brand. We have five different chapters that run across North America. And so if anyone listening is locally in Vancouver, our Vancouver chapter has been running for five years. And that's, it started as just Vancouver. And then uh, three and a half years ago, we launched into all the other cities. Take us back five years, Danielle. I'm really curious. Um, what gave you the idea and how it came about to start this? Yeah, so I, ever since I was kind of younger, I always knew I wanted to own a business and I had started a couple of businesses in the past and also worked for my mom who was an entrepreneur as well. And during that time, kind of that awkward time between university and trying to get into the real world of working, I started networking. And I always felt a little bit out of place when I was networking because I felt like normally I was one of the only females in the room. I was usually one of the youngest. And so I just felt like I was, I never really fit in. And so, but I would meet some people that were kind of similar to me and that also felt the same way. And so I realized, huh, I wonder if there's a larger group of people like me that want to network, but they're always sort of feeling a little bit out of place. And so that's sort of what gave me the idea. And to be honest, it was just sort of a passion project to get started and hosted some events, had a lot of fun. And then eventually, you know, six months in realizing that, wow, this is actually something that I'm really passionate about. And also something that's taking up the majority of my time <laughs> and so that's sort of when I thought okay well this could actually become my business and so that's kind of the transition that that it made. Can you maybe just walk us really quickly through the business model I'm assuming you yeah. meet with businesses they sign up or I, I shouldn't even try yeah. to speculate I don't know. Well, we, we actually don't we actually don't have any kind of a membership program most people think that we do, we actually just host events and then people purchase tickets to our events. We have sponsors that will come on board for our events. And then in addition to that, we also do educational content online. So we have a business program that we run. We also do um, mastermind groups. So kind of higher level when people are growing in their businesses and they're sort of wanting to take it to the next level, we kind of connect women in more intimate groups where they can kind of help support each other that way. So basically events, sponsorships, 
um, online education and mastermind groups. Yeah. Was that a, was that a big thing for you when you initially, and is it just you that started it or was there a, uh, was there a partner that you started it with or, um, was it just yourself? And then, and then the second follow up after that one is, did you always want it to be this free and available resource for, for women in business and then try to make it sustainable by doing the events? Right. So when I started, <laughs> again, because it was more of a passion project, I didn't really think about the money aspect of it at all. And so we would host the events and we would charge tickets, but it would be like $20 for a ticket, right? So then after, of course, you have the venue, you have the food, you have everything that's, you know, if anyone's hosted an event before or a conference before, there's a lot of money that goes into it. And so basically we were either just covering our costs or I was kind of paying to host the event. And so as we started growing and as it kind of, um, I realized, oh, this is actually something that people really want and need. Uh, that's when I started figuring out, okay, I need to figure out how, how this can be sustainable as a business. And that's when we started bringing on sponsorships um, raising the price of the ticket, adding a ton more value. And then um, as we started to grow, we realized there was a need as far as education wise. And so that's when we started our online programs. We, we now have a blog. We just created a resource page that has free resources for people. Um, so it's sort of grown and evolved over time. And really it's just sort of figuring out what does our community want and what does our community need, community need and then giving that to them that way. But to answer your previous question, yes, it was just me. And then we've built out a team and we have chapter leaders as well now. Did you, do you monetize your online content at all? Like for the educational aspect, are you charging for courses and things like that? Or is it all just free for anyone? Yeah. So we have both free and paid resources. So we have um, our blog and our free resource page that we, we actually just finished sitting, setting up everything today. <laughs> and um, so that all is free. And then if people want to go deeper, so like we have a six week business program that people can go through and basically it's teaching them everything as far as like um, business strategy, social media, um, how to be productive when they work from home. Cause a lot of people, you know, when they're starting a business for the first time, they don't know how to structure their time uh, and then sales and pricing. So Danielle, one of the, uh, the words that we've used a lot on our podcast in the last week is the word pivot. And so now we want to talk about this pivot because you talked about how a lot of your business is live events. Yes. And obviously there are no live events right now. There's just none. Yeah. And I was on your website and noticed that you had some virtual events. So I'd love to hear what you guys have done to get away from the live to still connect with, um, your whole community. Yeah. So that is definitely the, it's funny you say pivot because literally the next event that we're hosting virtual event is called pivot your business. So <laughs> it's all about that. And we definitely had to do that with our community. So we, in March, we had an event, actually it was going to be at sky hanger. Uh, we were hosting it there and we had a panel, we had vendors, we had sponsors, we had food, we had prizes, we had all these things. Everything was planned. Tickets were sold. And then, of course, everything happened. And so we had to sort of make a decision. Are we going to, you know, just 
cancel the event, uh, refund everyone their tickets, um, and then sort of start again. And we decided that instead of doing that, we were going to pivot our event to be an online experience. And so with that, we tried to figure out, okay, how can we add that value that people aren't going to get for the in-person event? How can we somehow translate that online and then add even more value because we understand, you know, there's, there's, it's so different to host an event online as it is in person. And so there's a lot of things that we added um, to the ticket, you know, for what people were paying for the ticket cost. We had breakout mastermind calls. We added another workshop for people. And uh, yeah, it actually was a really great success. I would say I'm financially not so much, but as far as like the feedback of how people enjoyed it was really great. Um, I think our biggest um, challenge was the fact that we had such a short turnaround time to make it into an online event. Uh-huh, and right. so the cool thing is, is that now that we've done it, we're doing another one. We're doing another online experience at the end of this month. And now we've taken everything that we kind of learned from that first one. And we're now using that to host our next one, which is, which is going to be fun. What, what are you, what are you getting? And, and, and one, I think that's incredible that you guys were able to move, uh, move it into an online event and not, I mean, obviously when times get tough, everybody immediately wants to think like, well, I want you, sh- you should refund my money. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think there's right. a sense that like, you know, you are a business, you still need mm-hmm. to make money as a business. Right. So the fact that you were able to stick to your grounds and, and, and provide and, and see what type of value you have to your community, that's a testament to say, you have a strong community that you've built. Um, mm-hmm. And at the same time too, there is a sense of pride that the people in your community see that you're a business and you're still trying to do business like mm-hmm. everybody else. Um, yeah. What have you, have you had to counsel people? Like I'm um, obviously they become, they become part of your community. So as the person who kind of heads this organization, do you ever find that you're having to counsel, counsel other entrepreneurs just in terms of what their business is doing and uh, maybe give us a sense of like what the, uh, what the environment's like right now for you. Yeah. So definitely, uh, especially with our mastermind groups. So those are kind of the groups that are more intimate. We meet and we have calls every other week with those groups. And so definitely there's been a lot of discussion around how, how people are able to transition um, from doing business the way that they were used to, to now just everything being different. Um, for one example is that one of the women in our mastermind groups owns a brick and mortar store, right? And so she wasn't able to continue on having those products available for people. And they didn't have any online shop at the time. That was something that she was thinking about doing, but it wasn't there at that moment. And so she just had to make the decision like, okay, we're building it out now. <laughs> so right. she's now trans transitioned and she's done an amazing job of, um, she has actually a, like a pop-up shop on her website. So she'll add new products every day. She'll have certain ones that are, you know, she's promoting them. And so we've ju- just tried to help her figure out what does her new marketing strategy look like? Um, how does she you know, get more traffic to her website now because usually <laughs> she was trying to get foot traffic and now she's trying to get online traffic. So it's just, 
it's a whole different um, strategy. And so I think like what you guys said, pivot is a really good word because people are having to like rethink their entire business strategy, depending on how, how they're doing business and then transitioning, you know, maybe they were used to doing in-person, um, you know, we have an RMT in our group and she's not able to practice. And so what other income streams can she focus on at this moment? So yeah, there's been a lot of it. And it, and to be honest, it has been a bit overwhelming because I'm hearing all these stories about all these businesses that are struggling. And so trying to like keep really positive and, and pouring in um, when things are changing so quickly too. So that's sort of been our, I guess, challenge is how do we continue to serve our community the best way we know how um, when things are changing all the time. <laughs> so, you know, something that was true like a week ago now is different. So trying to, to just figure that all out and, and not knowing when, when or if these businesses are going to be able to open up again in a few months or what that looks like. So, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question, but. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. Cool. What, one of the things that we found, Danielle, is as we've been talking to different businesses uh, on this podcast is their ability to transition, see, I didn't say pivot, transition their business um, so quickly. We, we had a guy on last week and their business is personal training one-on-one. -on -one. And, mm. and all of a sudden his business went to zero. And within eight days, he had completely built up an online presence, a way to do virtual training, signing up customers. And he just continues to do personal training. He's just doing it in a different way now. It's kind of like yeah. um, the girl at the store and, and she's now having to, to drive traffic. And, and there actually are some really cool stories that are coming out of it of people that are like, and he has said, hey, I had two choices. I could close the doors and hope and comes back in six months or I could try and figure out how to make this work. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's kind of fun hearing some of those stories, but you're right. There's the other hand, there are people where, you know, if you own a bar, it's a pretty difficult go of it. Right. Um, I'm right now. I'm curious. You, you kind of touched on it. You said it was a little difficult. Um, how do you cope? Like you've been really positive, energetic on this call so far. You've, you've been transitioning your business. It's difficult times for everybody. What do you do for yourself personally to try and, and just kind of keep going and, and obviously got people that are, you know, kind of looking up to you as well? Yeah, I think it's interesting because I think right now mindset is everything because you can be in a mindset of things are really hard. My business is, you know, struggling, all of these things. And you can kind of go down that rabbit hole of thinking of all <clears throat> the worst case scenarios and what's different and, and, you know, wishing that things were different and all of that. Um, but I think having a mindset of, okay, this is hard. Yes. And, um, you know, maybe I can take a minute or an hour or a day <laughs> to, sulk a little bit and have that hard time and then know that, okay, tomorrow's a new day. There's new opportunities. There's new um, ways to do business. And thank goodness. I mean, we're in this time of, of technology and social media where we can, there are other options for us to still run our businesses. And so really focusing on the things that that can actually move our businesses forward. And, you know, there are some people, like you said before, where, them transitioning their business to be online is 
maybe not impossible, but it's a lot harder than others. And so, um, you know, realizing that maybe it's transitioning and creating another income stream during this time. Um, and so I think for me, it's all mindset. I think, um, you know, I do have like hard days and then just figuring out, okay, I need to focus on what I can control and whether that's, you know, I love listening to podcasts. <laughs> so like li listening to podcasts, reading a book, even taking, just taking a walk or kind of getting away from your computer or social media or the news and <laughs> taking a break um, to just sort of refresh your brain. But yeah, I think right now it's more important. I know mindset's always important, but right now mindset is everything because um, you know, I'll talk to some people and you can tell they're in a really good mindset when they're just talking about all the things that they can do and that they're working towards. And then you can tell if someone's in a really bad mindset on, oh, this just happened and that just happened. And I just got an email from this person and this is canceled. And you can just tell what mindset they're in based on what they're talking about. Are they talking about the opportunities and what's possible for them? Or are they talking about, you know, what's going wrong? And, mm -hmm. um, yeah. And like I said, I've been in, in those times, I feel like the past few weeks, like, and I think for our community too, everyone's sort of on this like roller coaster where they're like, okay, I'm feeling positive. Things are good. And then something else happens and then they're like, oh man. So it's just, um, continuing to also seeking community. I mean, of course, course I'm going to be passionate about community and keeping connected with people but it's so true like you have to stay connected um virtually because that's kind of the only way we can right now um with family with friends with b other business people and like you said hearing stories of other business people who are making it work mm -hmm. like that gives you hope right so I think focusing on the opportunities that we have with technology and, and how that can potentially move your business forward. Um, backing up to your business uh, a little bit is, were you doing a lot of virtual events prior to all this? We, uh, we had, we, our mastermind is online. Um, we have an in we did have an in-person portion of it, but of course that's all transitioned on online now as well. Um, we were doing a few workshops. We had done a few workshops online, but it, that being said, it definitely was not a huge source of our income. So that's been like the biggest transition is now we're needing to replace, you know, what we had with our in-person events and transitioning that all to be from our online offerings. Do you think your model might shift now coming out of, you know, as we crawl out of this and however the U or V looks, do you think that maybe there's an opportunity or have you, have you guys discussed the opportunity of, of shifting the model to maybe some, you know, now all of a sudden you'll be able to run virtual events globally in places where maybe you don't have a chapter that's in full effect. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I do think that there's definitely going to be more, um, more virtual events that we host just based on the feedback that we've gotten from people. And, you know, we only have a chapter in Vancouver, Toronto, San Diego, Seattle, and Victoria. So that leaves a lot of Canada and obviously a lot of the U S that's not able to participate in our events. And so definitely I think that 
the online um, events will be part of our future model. Um, to what extent, I have no idea. <laughs> I honestly think it depends on how long everything lasts and um, what, what the feedback we get from our community is. But I mean, the, the benefit of all of this is that we've been able to focus on some things that we've been thinking about doing for a really long time. Um, you know, I've started updating our website, um, you know, creating the, now we have a resource library for people, which I've been thinking about doing for a long time, but never had the time or made the time to do it. And so, yeah, I mean, because we're not doing our in-person events, it, it does free up a lot of time for us to focus on what we can do online and learn more about like Zoom and different platforms that have so many capabilities. Um, and I think a lot of people are, are learning about those capabilities and what's possible where they didn't either make the time or want to learn because technology is scary <laughs> to learn. But when you're forced to do it, then you make it work. I noticed you, you say people a lot based on your audience, but obviously the, the, the brand is geared towards women. Um, babes, yeah. call, 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 call babes, <laughs> towards babes. Of, yeah, men uh, can be babes too. Which all, uh, yeah, so... <laughs> Is, is, but it's mostly, I would say it's 95% women, yes. 95% women. But you do yeah. have some men that participate in, in the Babe Collective. Yeah, we. I would say on with our in-person events, I would say out of, yeah, 100 women, there's maybe two or three men. But usually, it, maybe it's partners of, of some Don't of tell Layla that. that. He's now going to show up at that event. <laughs> <laughs> maybe like 100 ladies. I'm in. <laughs> It would let me through the door. Um, but no, it's, I mean, I see the hashtag all the time, right? Like it's, there's, it seems every entrepreneur locally um, is in some way acknowledging your brand. Um, so before we, we wrap this up, I know there'll be a couple other questions probably, but can you, with high level overview, what was your strategy to build the brand to where it is? To, like it is known by, you know, if you're a woman, especially in an entrepreneur, my assumption is based on what I see, you know about your brand. So what were some of the tactics you used? Was it, was it social media mostly? Or did, did you do paid spend? Like what, what was the, what were some of the tactics you used to get that brand to the next level? Yeah, um, definitely to begin social media for sure. I mean, Instagram, uh, when we, when I, I say we, when it, when it was just me and I started the um, Instagram back five years ago, that was sort of my focus. That was my main focus was Instagram because at the time that was the platform. Um, and so really figuring out like what was our branding, what was our, um, what was our colors, what was um, our mission as well. We've really tried to keep our mission really clear. So we use, three words that we say over and over again. So um, community, education, and impact are like our three words. And so everything is sort of based around that. So we exist to bring women together for community. We also want to make sure that we're educating women on how they can start and scale successful businesses. And then impact, we want the people a part of our community to be impacting their own communities, right? So we don't just want businesses to exist just for the sole purpose of making money, but how are they impacting, positively impacting their communities? So those are 
key things I think we've just tried to um, stay really clear on is our mission, our brand, um, and yeah, social media collaborations is huge. We've done, I, I don't even know if I can count how many collaborations we've done, but that's been like the core of our community has been working with other uh, women in business who will be on our panels and speaking, working with different businesses that sponsor our events or we collaborate with, do giveaways with. Um, yeah, I think if I can give one word of advice to someone starting a business is look, look for the businesses that are kind of, that, that are on the same mission as you. They don't have to be a similar business, but businesses that kind of share similar values and similar missions and then partner up and try to do things together because if you just try to do it on your own and you're not working with anyone else, you're, the growth is just going to be way, way longer, right? Um, so that I think that's how I guess our brand has grown so fast is working with other people, collaborating, creating mutually beneficial partnerships and yeah. I'm well, guessing that on social media, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> you must, Danielle, I'm assuming get a lot of um, women that come to you to seek out advice to say, hey, I'm thinking about starting a business. Um, do you get some people that just come to you and you have to tell them, you know what, that's a terrible business idea? Like, do they come to you and just ask you these questions and you have to go, no, that's not good, but come up with another idea? Um, well, usually I kind of get them to think about who their, yeah, who their target market is, who their ideal audience is. And um, also, like, as you kind of start getting them to think about, because often, like what you said, some sometimes the first idea isn't the best idea, but they just kind of need some, they need some brainstorming in order to think of the idea that's actually the one that's going to be successful. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know, I'm trying to think of like an example, but like say your business idea, um, you know, was trying to deliver pies like, you know, across Vancouver, whatever. So maybe that's your original idea. And then you start working on it. And then you realize like, oh, well, if we are delivering pies, we could also do this and we could also do that. And then, you know, eventually you're someone like HelloFresh or Fresh Prep where you're doing like food delivery services or whatever. So that's a, probably a bad example, but <laughs> it's like the initial idea might not be the idea that is successful, but if you kind of dig it out a little bit and get them to start thinking about what who their ideal audience is, um, who their target market is, what the price point is, how will you know their ideal client, how much are they willing to spend, all of that, then you can kind of start to create a business plan that will work. Do do you find that uh, because I mean that you're offering a lot of resources and even the the, the what you just said there about kind of stress testing some ideas. Do you find it's, do you find you see collaboration within your community? So a, a one business might pair up with another business and then kind of help each other out uh, because they believe in the collective or because they see like-minded individuals or like-minded babes who want to work, work together towards the same goal. Yeah. Like one of my favorite things is connecting people that I think would work well together. So for example, if, if they want to do, let's say there's like a, a tea brand 
um, that's wanting to get their message out there, they might want to connect with like a candle company and a skincare brand and, you know, all under the same umbrella of like wellness or self-care, right? So like Mm -hmm. connecting all those brands together. And so that's like one of my favorite things about community is, and, you know, the events that we host and um, mastermind groups and all of that is they can meet those people that are like-minded because a lot of the people that come to our events are like-minded. They, um, they are open to collaboration because there's some people that just for whatever reason, they are not open to collaborating with others. Um, and so most of the people that come to our events are very open. They want to support other small businesses too. So, you know, bringing those people together, you know, creating a giveaway or even like a joint product together. That's like one of my favorite things because that means that all of those people's communities are able to benefit from each of those, each of those businesses. And it's just going to help them grow even quicker. Right. So. Right. Well, I think for time, we're, we're going to probably want to wrap up, but Danielle, maybe you want to uh, touch on, and I think you did talk about it earlier. I know on the 28th, you have an event coming up. That was the pivoting, um, your business. Was there any other events that, um, um, you wanted to mention, um, that are coming up or, or opportunities or ways you'd like women out there to reach yeah. out to you? Yeah. Well, I mean, the, I mean, I think the best kind of, I guess, introduction to our community would just be to go to our resources page. It's just business babes collective, um, slash resources or slash free. And then there's a bunch of free resources they can download, um, there, and then they'll get on our email list. And we have a lot of things coming up like virtual events, workshops, um, our mastermind groups, all that good stuff. Right on. Yeah. Thanks for having me. You tapped your hat. I thought maybe that meant you had a question. Oh no, I was, I was looking I at myself. We just figured out, we finally figured out signals. <laughs> no, I, my, my ear pops out of my hat sometimes and I was just adjusting. <laughs> oh, apologies. I forgot I was on camera. Well, well, yeah, Danielle, we, yeah, we, we want to say thanks uh, for, for coming on. I think just seeing what you've done from what was a hobby or a, 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 a side hustle as, as some people would say into a full fledged business, especially right now when your business would hinge on these live events, you seem to be adjusting very well and putting, you know, putting work into your business, into your brand, into your chapters to help grow or thrive once it gets out of this. Obviously there's that one sentiment where if you're helping people when times are tough, then on the back end, you should be able to leverage a lot of the, the gains that you would get because someone, you know, um, actually, and I, I do have one last question before we completely wrap mm-hmm. up. Is there any, um, anyone within your community that you've seen completely thrive within this time? I know we don't like to mm-hmm. necessarily talk about businesses are doing completely well, but outside of maybe somebody taking, uh, you know, clear, uh, Lysol wipes or something like that and selling it, (laughs) has there been any business that all of a sudden have seen an uptick and do you have any stories like that, uh, that we could finish, uh, finish on? Yeah. Well, I think any businesses that have in the past successfully run online, I think are doing well. And also the businesses that are, that are also using this opportunity to support other business and give and give back too, because I think, um, you know, people notice that kind of stuff and then they want to support those businesses even more. 
Um, well, one of my best friends, Courtney Slater, she owns Super Crush. Her business has been continually, you know, doing well. They don't have as many wholesale orders, but their online business is doing well. And um, they've just been, yeah, supporting. They're always supporting other small businesses. And, uh, and then also at any essential business, like, you know, food delivery companies, we actually um, work with um, Fresh Prep as well. And their business, I think I was talking to them the other day and they were saying that they had hired like 20 people in the wow. past like, week and they were just like continuing. They couldn't really keep up with the demand. Um, so a lot of essential businesses as well are doing really well. Um, and I think also online, online education when it comes to things that people really need right now. And I think that's the key is figuring out what do people need right now? Because people might not be so much looking for, um, things that are non-essential, but if they really need help with something, they'll look for it and they'll, they're willing to, to spend money on it. Um, and that's like what you said about, supporting people where they're at right now. That's something that we've really tried to figure out is, okay, you know, right now, putting finances aside, like how can we support our community during this time and maybe create some free resources. And like you guys are doing, like creating a podcast where people can share ideas and share inspiration. And how can you support people right now? Because they're going to remember that. They're going to remember that who was there for them when things were tough. Um, and when things are better, they'll, they'll have already built that relationship. And so I think, I mean, anything like creating a podcast right now, like you guys are doing, um, giving free resources, all of that is going to, it might be more of a long-term gain in, in the future, but that's all what people are going to think about when they look back on it. Right. Yeah, totally. Right on. Yeah. Well said. Good closing uh, response there, Danielle. Uh, you've done this before. <laughs> yeah, this this isn't their first time. <laughs> Thanks for having oh, me. This was fun. No problem. And and we'll link a lot of the stuff that you've mentioned, your website and the resources in the in the show notes, and uh, we'll have all of your social handles there so people can easily uh, reach you if they aren't already following you. But once again, thank you uh, for being on the podcast today. Thanks for having me. Right now, thanks, Danielle.